Are countries accounting for disabilities when making their climate plans? And how does Germany plan to reduce its reliance on Russian gas? Welcome to the Climate Recap from the Beckosphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Today is Tuesday, June 21st. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with some extreme weather events. Singapore has already seen three times as many cases of dengue fever as it saw in all of 2021, over 15,000 cases so far. Scientists say cases are climbing due to an unusually hot and humid year so far, which provides a good environment for mosquitoes to thrive. The disease causes extreme muscle and bone pain. If it goes untreated, there's a 20% chance of dying, but if a patient is treated, the death toll goes down to less than 1%. The National Environment Agency predicts the weekly case rate might reach 2,000, which would beat the previous highest record set in 2020. Cases are expected to continue until hopefully a cooler September. The death toll in India and Bangladesh has risen to 59 as lightning killed 21 Bangladeshis over the weekend. Other people were killed by flooding and landslides. Rainfall has hopefully stopped now, but according to the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, 17% of Bangladesh's population will likely have to relocate over the next decade if global warming persists at its current rate. Over in Europe, wildfires are blazing in Spain and Germany, exacerbated by a heat wave and heavy gusts of wind. In Spain, the province of Zamora has lost 74,000 acres, or 30,000 hectares, to the fire, which has caused 18 villages to evacuate. The fire was likely started by an electrical spark. This fire is in addition to the three blazing in Catalonia. In Germany, an evacuation has been ordered for three villages as a fire blazes southwest of Berlin. Let's look at a climate study now. Researchers from McGill University in Canada recently authored a report titled Disability Inclusion in National Climate Commitments and Policies. They basically found that disabled people are being systematically ignored in climate policies, despite being disproportionately affected by extreme weather events and other climate stressors. This has been made worse by there still being inadequate infrastructure in most places to accommodate things like wheelchairs. So far, only 35 out of the 192 countries that have signed on to the Paris Agreement reference people with disabilities in their policies and pledges, and only 45 of those countries reference people with disabilities in their adaptation strategies. Out of that first 35, only one's a wealthy nation, Canada. Only 15 out of the 45 to mention disabled people in their adaptation plans were wealthy nations, a few of those being Germany, Spain, and South Korea. The U.S., the U.K., China, and Japan did not mention disabled people in their plans. The report calls on countries to redraft their plans to include people with disabilities. Time for some climate victories. China announced it will ban new steel, coking, oil refining, cement, and gas projects in key zones to reduce air pollution and head towards climate goals. The country also said it would ensure that 50% of new cars sold around 2030 will be electric. It plans to prioritize biomass, geothermal, and solar energy for heating homes. Biomass is not a good aspect of this plan because it's basically just burning trees, which is not clean. 
China has a goal of peaking carbon emissions before 2030. In the private sector, UPS announced it's testing out tiny battery-powered four-wheel cycles called e-quads in New York City and several cities in Europe. The vehicles basically look like the trucks we're used to seeing, just smaller and human-powered, mostly, also battery-powered. UPS has a goal of being carbon neutral by 2050. Over in the U.S., the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, or FERC, revealed a new plan Thursday to connect clean energy to the grid more quickly. It would require transmission grid operators, transmission-owning utilities, and energy project developers to streamline the necessary studies that determine whether to add something to the grid. There's a huge backlog of clean energy projects to approve, some of which have been waiting for years. Now for some climate fails. Germany announced it will reduce its methane gas use to decrease its reliance on Russian gas. That means it will begin relying more on coal. It will also start a gas auction model this summer to reward businesses that use less gas. Germany's three remaining nuclear power plants that together produce 4 gigawatts of energy are scheduled to go off the grid by the end of this year. The government decided not to expand their lives due to safety and technical concerns. Over in North America, Canada has stepped up surveillance, harassment, evictions, and arrests of the Wet'suwet'en and the Sequapem nations that are opposing two long-distance oil and gas pipelines in British Columbia. Three international human rights bodies have condemned the actions by the Canadian government and the province of British Columbia on this matter, the most recent one being the UN Committee of the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. A 1997 Canadian Supreme Court decision gave First Nations the right to decide what goes on their land. Yet these two projects, the Trans Mountain Expansion Pipeline and the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline, run through Wet'suwet'en and Sequapem lands. Canada appears to be ignoring their rights. Ever wonder which gas storage facility in the U.S. leaks the most methane? Well, look no further than the Petal Gas Storage Station in Petal, Mississippi. Every hour, it sends about half a ton of methane into the atmosphere. Methane is 84 times more potent than CO2 for the first 20 years they're in the atmosphere. It's only the 41st largest storage facility in the country, but it emits three and a half times more methane than any other U.S. facility. The facility is owned by the Gulf South Pipeline, which is owned by the Boardwalk Pipeline Partners. Three of the top seven methane-emitting facilities are owned by Boardwalk Pipeline Partners. The company said it's halved methane emissions at the pedal site the last two years, but the EPA has not confirmed this information. I want to end today with some good news out of melting glaciers. The remains of 76 ichthyosaurs was found frozen in the Tyndall Glacier in Chile. Ichthyosaurs were dolphin-like reptiles that inhabited the oceans more than 90 million years ago. Scientists were able to make this discovery due to the glacier melting from global warming. One particularly notable ichthyosaur fossil, named Fiona, was a mother carrying several embryos. These fossils would have likely turned into powder if they weren't given up by the glacier in these next few decades. So, big find for paleontologists. And that was your climate news for Tuesday, June 21st. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, and consider checking out the Becksphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. 
Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.